This is the Business English Podcast, episode 52, Insider English Resume Strategies Straight from Silicon Valley. Welcome to the Business English Podcast from All Ears English. Get the English skills you need to achieve your dreams in global business. For a presentation, a meeting, or your office party, this is Real Business English with your favorite American hosts, Lindsay and Michelle, coming to you from New York City and Colorado, USA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Troy, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good, I'm glad you're on the show today. So I've known, I was on italki the other day and I noticed that you specialize in interview strategy and resume writing. Is that correct? Right, and that also applies to personal statements. Personal statements. Okay, so you really help international applicants really get that job that they're looking for. Exactly, yeah. From cover letter all the way through to employment and actually keeping the job as well. <laughs> Into keeping the job. Interesting, interesting. I like it. So maybe you could offer today, our listeners, let us know what the three most common mistakes are that international applicants make on their resume and how we can avoid those mistakes if we want to move to the U.S. and apply for a job, for example, in Silicon Valley or some other part of the U.S. Certainly. Silicon Valley is where I live and work. One of the, for international students, the most important thing is spell check. And remembering that spell checking in English, American English especially, many students forget that their spell check is probably set to their home country. So it may, you know, it's going to put everything in, in um, English wrong. So it's important to have it checked either with, with the correct setting on uh, American English or they can post it onto italki and have um, a community member volunteer and maybe correct some of the spelling. Okay, I see. So you see actual spelling mistakes on the resumes and on the cover letters too? Yeah, that's that's very important. It, you know, also spell check will also pick up on punctuation as well. It won't help with the content. That's where I help you. But as for mm. the um, as for the grammar, punctuation, and spelling. Um, if, if you set it to American English, it'll check for that. Okay. And I also want to highlight for our listeners that you not only work in Silicon Valley, but you've also worked as a hiring manager. So you've actually seen these exact mistakes being made, right? Correct. Okay. So you have the insider's perspective here. And there's a lot of you know, cultural influence, too, on resumes, um, such as Asia. Um, they ask for your blood type. No need to do that in um, America. They're going to think you're weird if you put that on. Yeah, that's interesting. Not unless you're a blood donor or something. And then, um, you know, also um, like Asia, and um, I don't know if any other countries do it, but no need to put your picture on the resume unless you're you're an actress or, you know, actor, um, headshot or something. And um, no need to put uh, on your hobbies unless you're just trying to fill up some space or if it's, um, you know, a recreational leader, because, you know, the white space is very valuable. It was preferred just to 
highlight your accomplishments on your resume more than putting down your hobbies. They really want to know, um, you know, they're, they're hiring you for your experience. Right. I think this is a difficult transition because for a lot of our listeners, I know in, I think, Western Europe and Latin America, we have the CV, which is quite a bit longer, right, and more drawn out. Is that correct? Actually, resume and CV is used almost um, synonymously. Um, as for a, um, um, you know, it's for a brief summary, uh, that's like more of a dossier, uh, which, you know, some doctors would use that for just telling, you know, where they've been practicing. Um, so resume CV is pretty much synonymous. Uh, dossier is more of just your portfolio of what you've been doing and just the titles and where you practiced at. Okay, let's go back to the mistake. So you said that the one number one mistake is that students don't use spell check or international applicants don't check for spelling, for grammar, and for punctuation. What would be mistake number two, Troy? They, um, you know, this is very easy and um, that they, they don't really understand what it means to so-called toot their own horn. That's an English idiom that means that um, you really have to, you're, you're marketing yourself, you're advertising yourself. So um, not just international students, but any students really is don't write a job description, write your accomplishments, quantify your accomplishments, put it down. Um, we had uh, one gentleman that worked at Wells Fargo. Um, you know, his job was um, if there was an earthquake to set up um, in, um temporary ATMs. So that's, he says, oh, you know, I just got some ATMs together. It's like, well, he actually did more than that. It's like, how fast did you do it? You did it within 24 hours. You should put that on your resume. Mm. You know, say that, you know, you set it up a mitigation plan within 24 hours. Um, and then some people said, oh, you know, I worked on this program. Well, it's like, you know, how big of a program was it? You know, how long did it take you? Um, so really mm. think, you know, some, some um, students are um, afraid, you know, especially just right out of college, it's like they think they have no experience, but they do. They have like, you know, it can go all the way down to um, high school and, mm -hmm. and then, you know, just your accomplishments. What, what um, leadership abilities do you have? Did you join any clubs? And uh, by the way, for those still in college, I highly recommend that you do join some clubs and try to get a leadership role that looks really good on your resume. Okay, good. So the number two mistake is that most International applicants don't toot their own horn and they don't quantify that accomplishment to make it um, to really reflect the value that they've given to the organization that they worked for. Right. Correct. OK, that's really important. And that might be also a cultural difference, I would imagine. Yeah, a lot of um, Asian students, they're taught not to, you know, more to be humble. But in interviewing and, re and resume writing, it's, this is not a place to be humble. It's yeah. uh, un unlike, um, you know, Asian culture, like there's a lot of good old boy network. Good old boy is another idiom that means just your friendship network and the people that you know. Um, it's sort of different in China, whereas um, they also go through networks. Um, but it's, it's um, different in the sense that it's not solely based on network. You still have to toot your own horn. Um, because especially in Silicon Valley, it's very competitive here. So you really want to stand out um, head and shoulders. Another idiom, I'm better than everybody else. I'm sorry, a lot of right. idioms today. I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's great. Idioms are good. We like idioms here at All Ears English. That's not <laughs> that's okay. right? But yeah, you know, um, keep in mind, America is very competitive. And uh, even if you come in through the good old boy network, through a recommendation, 
you might be one applicant. Um, you know, there might be one job for a thousand people. So you have a thousand applicants for that one job without a lead in, without a connection into the company. It could be like 5,000 people for one. Um, wow. Especially in yeah. Valley where it's very competitive. Everybody wants to work for Google. <laughs> right. Everyone wants to work for Google. And could you just clarify the term good old boy network or old boy network, as I've heard really quickly for our listeners to make sure they know what you're talking about? Yeah. Good old boy network is um, more of, you know, who do you know? And, and if you get someone to vouch for you, it's like, I know this person, you know, I think he's good. Well, you take a look at him. It usually goes a little bit beyond that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's really... Um, networking. And that's another topic that we can discuss maybe some other yeah. time. Yeah, sure. Okay, so the the old boy network is this idea of networks that exist that it's who you know that gets you the job often. Okay, good. Okay, so Troy, you've said that the number two mistake is that we don't toot our own horns. What would be the number three mistake that you see international applicants making when they apply for a job in Silicon Valley or some other part of the U.S.? It's really... Um, they really have to study the company before they apply. Um, it's very popular in this day and age to apply online and uh, filling out a job application. That's part of sort of like a resume where you can cut and paste pieces of your resume into um, the application. But many people, they just broadcast their resume and they don't actually keep track of who they're applying to and they don't know anything about the company. That's really bad if they call you because sometimes they call you for on-the-spot interview and if you wow. know nothing about their company, then that's really, you know, they're not going to hire you. And um, so what what's really good to do is really know about the company, make them feel special that, you know, I really, you know, I didn't just apply to everybody because I'm desperate for a job, but I'm applying to you because you're a very special company. I like what you're doing. I want to work for you. So use some of the same words that are in their job description. Um, If they say um, that they want somebody that can analyze data, use the word analyze. You don't want to say that I reviewed or, you know, or I calculated. Whatever word they use, that's the word that you use. Because um, in America, in other parts of the world too, and I do help with other parts of the world besides America as well, is um, they use a program called Resumix. Now, Resumix is a special keyword finder, whereas the mm. manager might be looking for a project manager. So he might say, you know, show me everybody that um, analyzed this data or knows how to make models. And um, the word models is like financial model. Uh, But then also some people just say that, you know, I made a spreadsheet. Well, you know, spreadsheet models, like how great of a a spreadsheet did you do? What exactly Mm. did you do? So be sure to really um, know about the company and, you know, know about their problems. Know what, you know, Sort of guess, and you know, if you um, apply to, uh, you can actually call them and ask for more information. Sometimes they'll give that to you. Uh, but mm. know a lot about the company and their problems because they're going to hire you to solve the problem. Okay. Now, this is really important. I think that this final point, this idea of knowing what the company wants and actually placing the correct keywords, assuming they're true, of course, of your experience, this is kind of a deeper skill that I think a lot of general conversation teachers don't know. And that's why I think you would be great for our listeners who are looking for 
looking to get a job in the U.S. or in the U.K., especially in technology. But I just want to recap what you've told us today, Troy, before we go into talking about your special interview strategy class. So you've told us that the number one mistake is that people don't use the spell check, right? We've got to focus on good spelling. Exactly. That's very important for international students. Simply, as I mentioned, is that they're not aware that they're still spell checking in their native language, not in English. Yes. Okay, so spell check in American English or in British English, depending on where you're trying to work. Good. And the second mistake is don't be afraid to toot your own horn. A lot of people don't want to do that. Go ahead and quantify your accomplishments, right? Describe exactly what you did and the value that you created to that industry or that organization. And the third mistake that you've told us is that a lot of people don't study the company. They don't know much about the company. They're not placing the correct keywords in the resume to come up in the search software. Exactly. Okay, excellent. Those are three really good high-level mistakes that you've told us about today. Troy, thank you. So I heard that you offer an interesting interview strategy and resume preparation class on italki. Can you tell us a little bit more about that class and how we could go deeper with you? What I help is um, help them to understand their accomplishments. As I mentioned, um, even the very seasoned person, they don't pull out the accomplishments and just not, you know, you have to state the accomplishments that people care about, that your hiring manager is going to care about. I mean, maybe you served 50 burgers per hour, but then you're, you're applying for a software job. Well, then only say things that the hiring manager is interested in, the accomplishments that they're interested in, the ones that they're going to realize and say that, oh, you know, these skills, I can see this person working for me and using those skills for me. That's, okay. You're painting a picture for the, for the um, hiring manager. Okay, so you take a look at students' resumes and you help them talk about what they've done and how to kind of position themselves to look more attractive to the employer, yeah? Right, right. The resume is just the brief summary that gets you the interview. Once you get into the interview, you can give them more detail and they'll ask for more detail. But first off is making sure that you have an excellent resume so that you get the interview in the first place. <laughs> That's important, too. And and how long do you typically work with a student when they're preparing for an interview? Is it a couple of months that you'll do this class with them, or is it just a one-off class? It really depends on the level of and expertise of the student. Um, some that really have, you know, they think that they have no accomplishments. Now, everybody has accomplishments. So I will let your, the students know that, you know, don't be afraid when applying, as long as you meet most of the criteria, or actually nowadays they're asking all that criteria, even if it's, they said, you know, they would like, that means they really want it because there's so many applicants, they're going to get what they, what they asked for. Um, yeah. So I, I, um, the strategy I, I use um, is that if they need a, a lot of help realizing their potential, I help them to realize that because a lot of students, believe it or not, they don't realize that, you know, you're excellent. And then that's the mentality that they really have yeah. to have when they interview mm -hmm. is that you're great, not just great, but better than all the other applicants. And you have to prove yeah. it. And then that's mm -hmm. what I teach in both the resume and interview strategy and job search in general is proving that you're great and better than the rest so that you can win the job and other people don't get the job, but you get the job. <laughs> I like that. I like that, Troy. You know, guys, we recommend you to go over and check out Troy's class on italki because 
you need to understand the value that you're offering in the market, right? What a shame if we've, we have all this experience and these skills, but then we don't, first of all, we don't recognize it. We don't value it ourselves. And second of all, we don't know how to craft the resume in such a way that the employer spots that value, right? So we want our listeners to be able to do that if they're looking for a job uh, in the U.S. or the U.K. in an English-speaking country. So, guys, if you want to get a lesson with Troy... First, you need to register on our special page called allearsenglish.com slash I-T-A-L-K-I. You need to go there and register on that page and then go into italki and find Troy's profile. Troy, how can our listeners find you on italki? Where should they go? They can go to www.italki.com slash Troy Lee USA. T-R-O-Y-L-E-E-U-S-A. And then from there, just click and um, arrange um, a session with me. This is the most popular session is interview and resume writing. And from there, I, I can help yeah. uh, mentor you and uh, get you contacted by the hiring manager and succeed in your interview. Very nice. I really like that. Well, Troy, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate the very specialized niche you have here within ESL and the way that you're helping, you know, learn English learners, you know, reach their dreams by just making a few small tweaks in their resumes. That's great. Thank you. Very well. Thank you. And that's italki.com slash Troy Lee USA, T-R-O-Y-L-E-E-U-S-A. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks so much, Troy. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Business English, a podcast just for you, the high-achieving global professional. Want more from All Ears English? Don't miss our biggest and best podcast with 8 million monthly downloads. Just search for the All Ears English podcast and hit follow to get four new episodes per week on fluency, American culture, grammar, and so much more. Or tap the link in the show notes. Remember, we believe in connection, not perfection when it comes to learning English. Follow the All Ears English podcast now.